Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Arusi. And I'm Jason Arusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back. Today's guest is Dave Seymour. Hey, Dave, how you doing? I'm good, Jason. How are you, my friend? I'm great. And we were just trading off our stories of New York City and the days of uh, being oh, young without kids, living in oh, the city. And uh, what so a fun good. time. And now we're, we're still living a life with kids, everything we want. So, so Dave yeah, is yeah. a retired 16-year veteran of the fire service, launched his real estate career over a decade ago. Rapidly, as we say, because if you are watching the video today, you're going to know Dave, right? Because so Dave transacted tens of millions of dollars of real estate and has become one of the nation's leading expert in commercial multifamily transactions. And he also was put on the radar when he came on to AE television, right? Uh, as one of multiple news organizations like CBS, ABC, CNBC, and Fox, and Flipping Boston, airing on A and E for multiple seasons, which is where I first discovered you. So now he's helping accredited investors on their very first deal, as well as guiding them through some of the largest investment firms in the nation through complex transactions. And his blue collar attitude, right? Yes. And white collar world is why <laughs> investors seek his advice and want to invest alongside of him at Freedom Venture Investments. So you are now partnered with Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington. That, that's yep. also part of it right there. Fantastic. So yeah. congrats on all your success. It's been fun because, you know, I come from a, a family background of construction, right? So to see that mentality, the work mentality, I can see that in the show and it's always fun, right? Oh, yeah. See that, and then you, you start just taking that to the next level. And that's where, you know, reality TV has it has its moments, right? They try to make the, 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 some, of the, some of the bright things brighter, but some of the work, uh, some of these little things that aren't so bad, like like the whole world is going to stop, right? And so yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to see the in-between, but. Yeah, it's nuts. I, um. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of buzz right now about some some reality TV stuff that's out there, and I um I always sit back and I laugh a little bit, Jason. I always say to to people, look, it's a reality TV show. Don't forget the word show on the back end. Yeah. Um, my that my production company that that did our show, the the main lady there was with A uh, and E Network Arts and Entertainment, and she's such a cool lady. And you know something amazing? She just got picked up by Gary V. Gary V and his uh, his media um, his media production stuff and um, I was just yeah. texting with her this morning. I'm like, okay, it's time to do some real shit again. I'm done with this, you know, this <laughs> pretend stuff. You know, drop me drop me in, you know, Boise, Idaho, and, and six weeks later, you know, I'll have twenty thousand houses under agreement, and I'll, you know, come on, stop it. So, um, you know, if you want to know the reality behind reality TV. I'm your daddy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's called bending it. reality is what it's called. So, but it was a lot of fun, brother. I mean, it, it, it was definitely a, uh, a launch pad for a lot of other things that we did afterwards. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> and I, I would think you start doing so many things after it. How did you fine tune after reality TV to, to take the next step? What was it? Because after the show, you know, you, you move on. What, what was one of those moments that came up and said, this is just so monumental and it's it comes from reality tv yeah you know they, it's such a good question man and there's so many different ways of answering it you know i could mention three relationships that are not business oriented that came from the reality tv show that make my heart happy right so yeah. that can be an upside um i can talk about the business relationships that that, that came off of it you know if you want to look at it from a thirty thousand foot viewpoint 
it's crazy, man. Just because you're on TV, you're now an expert, right? <laughs> you're an expert because you write a book. It doesn't matter what you write. I got a book. I'm an expert. I got a coaching program. I'm an expert, right? Um, I got a TV show. I'm an expert. I'm an expert. Just ask me. So that um, magnifying glass was incredibly scary and at the same time attractive. So what I personally did was, was I was, I'm the only guy who was in real estate education, like the seminar world. I was in that before I got a TV show. Everybody else gets a TV show and then they're in the education space. So I did it the other way around. So I looked at, I looked at the opportunity in education and I said, this is my chance to be the guy, therefore influence the quality of, of fulfillment and content that a student would, would have access to. So I've been very blessed in that sense, Jason. And I mean that sincerely. I've, you know, I'm, every time anybody invested in a, an education program that I was associated with on my own, I always gave them my cell phone number, my email address, because I took that personally because I did the same thing. I invested $27,000 when I couldn't afford it, right, to get educated in real estate. Um, but, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, um, you know, it's funny. Everybody thinks you're a, you're a millionaire, billionaire because you're on a TV show. So therefore, the perception is you can afford to pay too much. Uh, <laughs> like every, every, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like you're from TV. Yeah, you're going to pay a 10 percent premium just because you're on a TV show. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, no, I want a, I want a 20 percent discount because I'm on a TV show. You yeah, that's I mean? right. The, the, the stack should go in your favor, not against you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, you know, you, you have to work your way through that minefield. And then on a personal level, again, it was it was very hard to leave my my brotherhood. My I was a firefighter, like you said, for 16 yeah. years. And uh, it cost me too much money to go to the firehouse. So I had to make a decision. And the decision was for my family, just like the discussion we were having prior. Right. You, you yeah, left sure. New York and repositioned yourself, you know, for the little ones. And um, that was hard, man. You know, there's um, there's a camaraderie in the firehouse. But it's interesting when when somebody is perceived to be exceptionally successful and or wealthy or both, mm. um, some people can't take it. It's almost like you're doing, you're doing them harm because you're no longer around or, you know, and I learned quickly to, that my financial discussions needed to be with a new peer group. Uh, I learned that my, you know, my storytelling and my passion and my joy isn't for everyone. Yeah. You know, it's for me mm -hmm. and you, Jason and Pilly and the people that listen to the show. It's not for, for everybody out there. So that was a lesson to learn. And then again, on the business side, I was always from day one buying and holding assets, you know, a two unit property or four flats, they call them in Chicago, a three flat, a six yeah. flat, you know. So I always understood the value of buy and hold. And we just escalated that today to, to be able to be operating at the level that we are. So it's a journey. You know, real estate investing is not a sprint. And people mm. think, oh, real estate investing. I watched that episode on HGTV and the guy made $40,000 in six weeks and nothing went wrong. I'm going to do that. No, you donkey. You're not going to do that. You're going to run the race. You're going to learn. You're going to implement. It takes time. So, you know, it's, uh, that's the biggest thing that, uh, you know, a lot of people learn. It, take, it, takes a, it takes a process to put all this together. You know what I mean? You know, I like to even turn the narrative like, and say, okay, so let's just say that it did happen, right? Everything went perfect. And in six weeks, you made $40,000. Well, right. what's next, right? Because not everything's going to stop. Like, you're not, you get to that $40,000, it's not like you're not going to have bills again, right? It's, and so what do right. you do next? Like, where, where do you go from here? And why do you want to do it? And I find that 
it, it, there's so many shiny objects these days between all the social media, oh. everything you can, you just, you can't stop, you know, like you're in drop shipping this week, then it's crypto. Now we're back to holding gold and now we're here. Now we want to do this. And, yeah, and yeah. It, the, the thing about real estate is that it, it is that long road, you know, and even on the part I was talking with an investor early and she, she was asking about a couple of points. I was like, this is a long-term investment for the, for the case. So, so, you know, you want to make sure that the operators you're working with, they don't, they're not jumping in and out of an every different space, right? Because this is a relationship that you're cultivating for three, five, seven, 10 years, right? And so do you That's like so good. this person? Yeah. Like, do you yeah. like being around this person? Because if you if you don't, like, even if the, the, the deal is the greatest right now, it might not be right for you. And I say this That's for people that invest with us, so right? So good. Yeah. Look, man, I, I, um, I started uh, working the, the financial advisor marketplace just so I could get my lumps and bumps and bruises, right? So the certified yeah. financial planners, you know, they've got they've got a plan. Their plan is move money in and out, 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 in and out. But why? Because every time money moves in and out, the financial planner makes money. Let's yeah. let's just be honest. And that's okay. You know, they're transparent or they're not, whatever the case may be. But you, you know this as a as a syndicator yourself, and, and I syndicate as well as as you know, put the put the fund together, you know, that capital is now committed. It stops the knee-jerk amateur reaction of, of 90% of the investors in that country where they go, oh, my God, the stock market's incredible. Buy. Oh, my God, somebody said it's not good. Sell. Buy. Sell. Move. Buy. Right? When you look at the, um, the I think it's a, a T12, you do a 12-year look back or um, a 10-year look back on the stock market. You know, most people believe that the stock market pays like 9% on average. Well, it doesn't. Only if you stay in, not if you go yeah. in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, the average return for the average investor in the stock market is something like two and a half, three percent. So I had a guy say to me, he was a financial planner. He said, I, I can't I can't pitch. Uh, I can't pitch your, your fund. I can't pitch your syndicated deals. I can't share a deck with with my clients. I'm like, why? I pay better returns over a longer period of time. He goes, yeah, but it's illiquid, meaning the money's committed to the fund or the deal. And I said, look, man, I said, it all depends on how you look at it. Illiquidity is either a positive or a negative. Mm -hmm. It's a positive if you're an in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out kind of investor, which 90% are, or it's a negative if you're an in and out, in and out investor, right? We know with maturity, right? It's mature. We, we play a mature game as, as commercial real estate investors. We don't play, um, you know, a roll the dice. I don't know if you're following it, but uh, GameStop, you know, the franchise GameStop. I, I, I was laughing about it today. Um, it, Did it's you see what happened? 3,000%, right? And so, <laughs> it, but it's that funny part right now. So if you think about it, you know, like, and even getting back to real estate syndication, a lot of people are in the stock market would almost wish that it was a liquid, right? Because their, their, their worst things that have happened was, you know, sure. five years ago, they sold or, or 2002, they sold this or they sold yeah. that. And like, they just yeah. held on, you know, and didn't panic in that one moment, right? That, that was, that would have been the narrative that would have set them up. And now they're trying to catch the ride in GameStop. So you have a ton yeah. of people that yeah. buy into this. And then, you know, everybody who's got the, the smart money is now shorting it on the back end. And when, right. when, the, when the, the ball runs out, right? So, right. Right. The next blockbuster turns into this, right? Where does it go from here? You know. Well, that's that's exactly it. I'm actually going to bring blockbuster video back, and and if anybody wants to invest in that, they're more than welcome. I'm going to buy some GameStop, some blockbuster videos, 
Um, and I might actually get a Radio Shack as well. So there if anybody's interested in investing with me, with Radio I Shack, yeah, that's right. Yeah. right. You know what I mean? But some idiot will bring something like that to the market and they'll go, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's vintage. Let's do that. So look, anyway, uh, real estate is uh, it's a grown-up game, right? It's um, to your point, you're investing with with us as the general partners. Uh, you're investing with our business plan, with our track record. You know, in, in our group, for example, I got over 25 years in the Gulf Coast region of Florida in, in commercial development down there. You know, what does that mean? It means we get the very best deals first. We get the pocket listings. Yeah. You know, the stuff that everybody else is buying is the stuff that we said we didn't want. You know, that's that's history, right? That That's history. And, um, you know, investing with the right team is is, is critical. And, and you're a testimony to that. It's the same thing, right? Whether you're doing a syndicated deal or fund or a combination, um, you know, I invest with you guys when, when my, my money goes to work. And it takes time to build those relationships as well. Yeah. So um, it's definitely... Um, definitely interesting watching what's going on man it really is um you know i don't know about you maybe you are uh but we're beginning to get um the financial calls are coming in so our banking relationships our smaller um uh, financial institutions they're actually calling us now saying okay this one's in default this one's in pre-foreclosure and we're getting the mom and pop organizations calling us and they're saying uh, you know, my realtor told me that you're the guy that closes. I need to get this thing done fast because I'm drowning. Can you help? So, um, you know, you're not going to read. You're not seeing that on CNN. You're not seeing that no. on MSNBC. You know, that's 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 us. We're the ones on the on the front of these 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 waves, if you will, because like you and Pilly, you're in the market. You're doing it as we are. So it's uh, yeah. everything that you we predicted. Me. Right. It's being pitched around a lot. And so we're seeing some of this stuff, the narrative here. And, and the part was that the business plan, unfortunately, some of these are the narratives just work against them, right? You could be in the best position. Some of these, if you were just, if you were live next door, if you're next door to a hotel and all your residents worked at a hotel, you know, you couldn't prepare. Right. 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 But there right. are a few of these here that the plan, it, it, it was maybe razor thin, right? And now, and now to the point that it's exposed, you know? And, That's and that exactly it. That's exactly it. These were the operators, Jason, that had no reserves. Yeah. They didn't understand what a reserve was, right? They, they, didn't, they didn't understand that, um, you know, the amateur does not raise rents. The professional raises rents, right? The amateur keep, don't raise the rent, they'll leave. No, silly. Give them quality housing so that they're happy when we raise the rents because the housing is so good. You know what I mean? So they don't, they don't, have, they don't have infrastructure. You know, they give discounted rents to, to Charlie's cousin because he picks up the dog poop out front. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's amateur hour. This is, a, this is a business. You know the way I always described it? And I'd love, I'd love what you think of this because I don't know if the, uh, the analogy is accurate. I think it is. You know, you take, you take Warren Buffett, for example, right? Warren Buffett, although he did, you know, stocks, bonds, all that stuff. He also buys businesses and he identifies an underperforming business. He looks at their P&Ls and he says, okay, I think I can fix this. I can reposition it. I can get rid of the, the CEO, the CFO, the EIEIEIO, whatever he's got going on, right? And he takes an underperforming business and he makes it more profitable based on its cash flow. Well, that's what you do, Jason. Yeah. That's what I do. I look at a, at a complex, you know, I'm dialed in on a, on a very, very specific buy box for the fund. I dial in on that and I say, okay, you know, I've got management expenses of 58% problem, right? Yeah. I've got, you know, 10% uh, uh, vacancy problem. I've got, you know, 5% uh, yield, 5% uh, uh, minus, you know, the average rent for the marketplace problem. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the same thing, man. I buy a business and an apartment complex is a business. Bring in our team, reposition it, make it more valuable because it brings in more cash flow. It's not complicated, but if you don't have the skills and the, and the history to implement it, then you can fall flat on your ass. You know? You're exactly right. And we say that same thing all the time that we're buying businesses and that's why going larger makes sense because it gives you more flow. So we used to, you know, we opened some restaurants in New York City, opened a brewery at other points. And it goes, if you have a 12-seat restaurant or a 100-seat restaurant, it's the same operation, but you're limited on your cap yeah. right here. So how many times you have to turn your rotation yeah. of people coming in to, to be able to cover you on a 12, right? Because the real estate's still yeah. the real estate, lights are still the lights, everything else. And so you have a cable bill, you have an internet bill. So you do this, and people usually say, you know, I, I've been doing single family, I'm gonna start with an eight unit. And I'm saying, okay, why? Because it sounds safe. Well, why does it sound safe? Okay, because, you know, it doesn't seem too big. Okay, so what does that do for you, right? Because if you're, Say you have a 10 unit and you have three vacants, you're 70% occupied. So that's going to limit your debt, right? So now you get 100 units, right? Okay, three units vacant. Now you're 97%, right? And the lever moves a lot more. If I go into that four unit and change out the toilets, it's not going to move the needle that much. But I do that on 100 units, right? right? And cut them all to low flush toilets. You know, you, maybe you cut down your water bill by 20, 25%. Where does that happen in the narrative? And then getting familiar, like you said on, on the sheet right there, identify, okay, expenditure at 56% knowing your market, most people are just looking at that rent and you get back to that part is that if you do make this a better community to live, right? People aren't saying, you know, I, they're living there because that that's within front of them. But if you give them a better place to live, it's not like they're going to say, well, I'd rather move out of the, uh, you know, the sub market where I got to change my kids. Now I got to take them to a new school on a point. They'll be happy. Right. And so if you can keep that model, instead of just jumping in there and, and jacking up rents and say, well, how do we make this a better community to live? It's you, you'll see the, the residents start stepping up, right? They're not like, oh, yeah, I wish sure. I, I really want to live in a bad place. You know, it's like, well, no, you know, they, this is what they had. What can you do to improve that? And then they follow it and they follow it because they love it. Yeah. You know, you know what I see is, is a lot of, um, a lot of bigger operations. So these guys and girls who chase the 250 doors and above, I won't look at anything unless it's 250 doors. I love to hear that. You know why? because I'm picking up everything else that they don't want, right? Yeah. And I can make more money. I can pay better returns consistently, in my opinion, with a, uh, a 50 to 150 unit complex, which is what we buy. And yeah. here's the truth of the matter. When you're, when you're doing 250 doors and above, guess what? You're not in the people business anymore, right? You're in the number crunching business. Uh, you, you, you just have a different mindset altogether. And I learned from, from my mentor many, many years ago that we are in the people business first. It just so happens that the product we give them is real estate, yeah, right? I love that. And, 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 and here's the truth of it, Jen, and I know you agree with this. We have to, as GPs, we have to be in a position where they are happy and grateful for the fantastic, clean, safe, affordable housing we give them, right? Mm -hmm. Because then... They've got a tenant buyer type mentality rather than just a tenant mentality. And, you know, it's not it's not perfect. It's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows and all of that BS. But, um, you know, you set a you set a mindset, a precedent and people people are watching all the time. You know, oh, my God, did you see what they did? They just took care of that carpet in the hallway. That thing's been stinky for years. And just a coat of paint, mate. Maybe these are going to be some good bits. They even put a little A-frame over the mailboxes outside so I'm not all wet and soggy anymore when I'm picking up. You know what I'm saying? Like these little nuances, these make a difference. They make a big ROI difference. And they generally only come 
through our expertise as GPs, yours and mine, right? Being well, able you're to say you're just showing tennis and narrative. And what happens in result there is because generally they're probably living in the complex where, you know, the water's been leaking in their shower for, for, for three months. They call, nobody comes, they call, they, nobody comes. Yeah. So the new ownership takes over and they just assume you're not going to come. Right. So it's setting a narrative that, listen, we want to fix things. Right. You go in there, they know, then they start calling you, letting you know about these little, Oh, the toilet's running. You get in there and something right. where your money's running down the toilet. You start seeing everything come into perspective because you're just helping the front end which ultimately takes the, the investment all the way through. And I, I love your approach. Every, I was actually- Every piece, every piece needs an SOP. It needs a procedure. Yeah. Onboarding, exit interview, maintenance, you know, uh, collecting rents, uh, depositing, you know, um, uh, security checks, insurance. I mean, everything has to be a systematized approach because mm. otherwise you're gonna lose. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say you might get lucky. You won't. You'll get screwed, blued, and tattooed because you won't have an answer when you need one, right? You've got to be able to, to be prepared. And even down to, you know, how are you taking title? You know, are, you, are your assets protected? Is, are your investors protected? You know, what's, what, what's your umbrella policy look like? And you know this in real estate. It's not if, it's when we get sued. And when we get sued, yeah. you know, are we, in, are we in a good position? So, you know, a lot of these smaller organizations, again, to go full circle with it, Jason, they're hurting, brother. They're hurting. They're getting beaten up. They're getting tuned up. And, uh, you know, what, what's, the, what's the saying there? Everybody, I think it was Mike Tyson, right? Everybody's got a plan until you get smacked in the mouth. That's right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Everybody, watch this. You're going to love this. Everybody can make money when real estate is doing this. You know, everyone's a genius real estate investor when it's going like that. It's guys like me and like you who went through 2008, who went through the correction prior to that, who went through 2011, right? We're the guys who came out the other side with the lumps, the bumps, the scars, and the bruises to say, okay, I'm ready for the next correction. And our investors love that, man, because we're carrying confidence, you know? So- you know what, what was interesting too is I've been watching your social platform and just like you said there, you know, you're buying assets because typically you see fund and fund assuming the word just the narrative that we're going after 200, 300 properties and that's it, right? right. But there's right. so much you can do with these properties that have that missing missing point right there because you like yeah. they have that gap right there where people are like, oh, I don't know, it's it's too big for me, and and then the other other investors saying it's too small, right? But there's a ton of gap there for you, right? Yeah. And that's where you're finding these deals. So talk to us about. Um, your your fund why why this was the transition that you went into and and going forward yeah. how you're adjusting right now during the landscape yeah no great questions man um at the beginning of this year i was um three months into the launch of a hard money lending business i always had my own portfolio 150 doors 110 doors buy them sell them buy them sell them had a partner in uh, sanford maine which is like a B minus C plus neighborhood. I never had to deal with it. I just made money on it. Um, so the hard money lending business was killing it. January, February, we opened the doors, seven loan originators, 15 million in loans coming through the pipe. And I was ripping all of these loans off a $50 million line of credit. Only I had a three day turnover because Wall Street had to buy my notes. Well, you know what happened in March? Yeah. <laughs> Wall Street goes... No more QM, no, no QMs, we're all done. We're not buying unless somebody lives in, lives in the house. They want, all the, they want all the gravy A paper. They don't want any of this, this, this challenge stuff, which gives them a better yield. And I'm like, holy crap, brother, I'm out of business in, in three days. And I'm like, yeah. what? 
So that's, that, was the, that was the formation of what I'm doing today. You know, God is good. You either lay down and cry or you step up and go. And I just looked at it from a very big picture standpoint. I said, he or she who controls the capital wins the race. And I connected with my partner, Walter, down in Fort Myers. I'm up here in Boston. Our other partners in New Hampshire uh, doing all the systems and the, 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 you know, the online magic. And um, I said to Walter, you know, what are you doing, brother? He goes, look, man, he goes, we're going to see a tsunami of opportunity just in Florida alone. We won't need to go anywhere else. And he yeah. started to describe what he'd done, you know, raised $125 million in his career. Now, it's interesting, raised it, but spent it, not just raised it and kept it, like raised it, spent it, deployed it, paid back targeted returns. And he said, I can do onesies, twosies. We can do syndicated together. He said, oh, we can go big or go home. He said, because the opportunity is there for a fund. And that's how, we, that's how and why we created the fund. So it's a $100 million private equity raise. Um, we're about 75% of where we want to be right now. So we extended one more year to continue to, to raise capital in. Um, and, um, you know, we're buying 100, uh, you know, 40 to 140 B, B, B plus um, assets. Core plus is our strategy for the fund. So core yeah. for your listeners, I'm sure they know is, you know, cash flow. So I, my, my, my marketing is buy cash flow. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me you're going to develop something and get paid in 18, 24 months. Because I promise you 18 to 24 months from now, it's going to be a shit show, brother. I oh, promise no. you, you know, mark yeah. it on your calendar. Yeah. So cash flow is going to be king. So, you know, we buy the core plus assets. And then I've got one right now, which uh, we're doing some sidecar deals as well. So sidecar meaning one us, some syndicated assets, got a nice little 81 unit that we're doing right now. Um, uh, a 55 and a 26 uh, all on one um, uh, on one ticket you know it's not, a um, not because they don't meet the specifications of what you designated right 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 and yeah. but here's here's a little trick watch this you're gonna love this at ppm allows us for our fund to co-sponsor or partner with our one-off deals now watch a fund is hard because they say, well, what, what am I investing in? Well, you're investing in the company. You're buying shares. You own a piece of whatever the fund owns. Well, well, what is it? Because they can't wrap their head around it, the retail mm -hmm. investor. So we're okay. We're getting there. But the one-off deals that don't meet the fund requirement, you know, the, I call them core plus plus because they're not really value add because they still cash flow. So we got 81 units. We'll close that towards the end of February about a $7.2 million acquisition for both units, $3 million raise from our investor pool. Haven't even put it out there yet. I got 33% committed already. Um, and that one's, um, you know, core plus plus, meaning eh, it's got a little more work. You know, the line item for construction on 81 doors is about 450,000. That's yeah. repositioning, shitty tent. This one's a gold mine, Jason, because it's got 60% 60% expense ratio. Oh, there you go. I'm like, yeah. Walter, 60%. He goes, oh, you should see the salaries of these guys. It's beautiful. I'm like, okay, so we're in. But that one there, nice little sidecar deal, you know, the fund will, or JV with it. So it shows on the funds balance sheet as well. It's almost a fund of funds, right? So it's yeah. Almost, yeah, it. yeah, dude, it's so good, man. It's yeah. so good. And it, it's good for everybody. It's good for the fund investors. So now, now a lot of my investors are going in the sidecar deals and the fund. They go, okay, I want in both because one's a longer strategy, five to seven years, and the sidecar deals are two to three years. So yeah. that knee jerk guy wants in and out, in and out. Yeah, now it meets <laughs> both levels, that. right? Uh huh. Right. Yeah. And they're still, you know, the targeted returns are still sweet. They're, you know, they're 10 to 14% quarterlies. 
The IRR on this one's coming in around uh, 20, uh, 31 because it's a shorter run. And the, uh, the multiple is like a 1.8 on this thing. That's great. So that's it's a level or investor level? Um, that's the investor level. That's, that's the investor. Yeah. So that's targeted for the investors. Yeah, um, here's a tip for you. If you go down this road, we up the minimum investment um, for the investors on the sidecar deals. And the reason we do that is, is I want a smaller investor pool there mm. because of, you know, uh, accounting, communication, et cetera, et cetera. Keep it with a nice tight group that knows you. And then they become the preferred, um, they become the preferred groups for all the sidecar deals. And what happens is, as you know, this, everybody talks, man. And then they say, what well, you're, you're doing what? How do I get a piece of that? Well, I don't know. You make sure that you get in there quicker on the next one. It's that kind of concept, you know, it's FOMO. So it's, it's all good. You got to learn the game a little better. You know what I mean? But, um, this is, this is, you know, I'm learning. I'm not, look, dude, we ain't in real estate anymore, Jason. We're in finance. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Very finding true. out, finding yeah. out what their investing goals are first. I've turned away capital because, you know, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a million dollars, but, uh, you know, I want to be on your advisory board. No, yeah. I don't need anybody else. I need passive investors. You know what I mean? So aligning yourself with the right people. The best things we did early on is said no to money, right? Because not a, our deal could be the best thing in the world to us, but it's not right for some people, right? And so, so right. for that point, you know, you have to understand where's that level, right? Because at that point, you just you want to have a good relationship going forward, right? And that's the same with partnerships. You know, I've learned early on, you know, partnerships are everything, right? So just because they're your friend does not mean that's that's your partner, right? I didn't right. that we're both into this for a long run. So, Dave, I, I got to say, man. We, we could talk for, for hours. So, so for that point, I, I enjoy this conversation. Everybody go back and just dial in because we've talked about so many different points because we hit some stuff. Did we? This is yeah. the time, right? To, to look at where you are and the whole world's changing around us. So if you're going to sit there and just stay dormant, well, the world's going to continue to change, right? So change happens. Yeah. And if you look at the change in the narrative, continue to update your approach, that, that's what people win in real estate. It's not just saying, well, okay, I've done this forever, so I'll just keep doing this. Well, no, everything's changing, right? So everything's changing. Yeah. And so, you know, you go from <laughs> working in the, in the firehouse to, to, to flipping, to, to buying all those small levels of funds, to side course syndications, using the fund with the syndications. You continue to learn the narrative and ask questions. You get to do what Dave does, right? And it's an exciting approach and you can do that. So Dave, thank you for being on the show. This has been phenomenal. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give you one little thing because I think it's critical. You know, you talk about change happening around us. There's a couple of and they're kind of cheesy, but they're good. You know, opportunity only ever goes in one of two directions, Jason. It either comes towards us or away for away from us. And that's always dependent, right? Dependent upon the decision we make. Yeah. And don't ever say I'm lucky because the definition of luck is where opportunity meets preparedness. Yeah. I've got eight months behind me already in preparing for what is still yet to come. And we're only beginning to see the early manifestations of it now. So, you know, and last of all, right? Remember Hillary Clinton? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Hillary Clinton, you know, she's like, she kind of like turned around. She's like, you know, what, what happened? Like, what, what happened? The narrative was changing, lady. And you didn't know what to do. And, you know, I, I, I didn't mean to take it to a political level, but, you know, she's the epitome of not of not understanding what's going on around her. Right. It's, and, and the game that's being played. So you have to continue to show up and you're so right. And so it just 
you do hear that narrative like, oh, well, they got lucky. No, they 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 were they put themselves in the place to have luck happen right before them, right? And that that's like everything, right? Like very rarely does someone just walk in and all of a sudden it's a million dollars in the pocket, right? It's that point, yeah, it doesn't you know? work, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. They appreciate you, brother. Fantastic. Thanks, man. Um quickly, uh yes. freedomventure.com, best way for people to learn more, see more. Yeah, yeah. Freedomventure.com. I'm also old school. You can actually call me 781-922-4418. You like them apples? <laughs> I told you, man. I'm the CEO that's that, that's a, that, that's approachable. I, I I took a commitment to that. My phone rings, I answer it. So yeah, uh, oh, Freedom Venture. Google my name, you'll find me. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thanks, brother. God bless. Well, you heard it today. There was so much gold in there. You have to go back and just continue to push forward. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you shortly. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi million dollar deal in just a few days? We are breaking down our entire process step by step at a three day event happening June 10th through the 12th called you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.